Hey y'all, can I have a seat? My name is John Elmore. I have a new life in Christ and I'm recovering from alcoholism, fear of man. In this past week, I would say um, grumbling rather than gratitude. Hey everybody, good to be with you. Good to be back with you. So I've, I've, I've been out for a while um, because of a vac- some planned vacation and then also some unplanned time off, which is as a result of what you may have heard of, you may not. My, my wife was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. She's 35. It's like strangely early, um, and she's going to be having surgery this coming Friday. And so we've had just a lot of moving parts, and so I've been out a lot of Mondays recently, but I'm back tonight, and I'm so thankful to be with you all. And so thank you for, for your prayers for her. Her name's Laura, for our kids, and for us as we walk through this. And I want to tell you, on the heels of that, so we just got back from our 10-year anniversary. We took a trip, we came back, and our kids, as a result um, we brought him like something real small from the airport and a candy, and my son was not satisfied with his gift. Talk about grumbling instead of gratitude. But he was right. It was like, it was a really crummy gift, and he's older now. The other kids, we got like our three-year-old uh, uh, luchador like wrestling mask. He was thrilled. Um, my seven-year-old was like, what is this? And I'm like, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll give you $10, and you can choose something, either from a toy store, you can save it, you can get something off Amazon, but you have $10. And he said, how about... Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. I'm like, what is that? He's like, it's a, it's a Nintendo game. So I pull it up. I'm like, son, it's $120. <laughs> I'm not getting you that. And he's like, what? why not? And I'm like, because I said I'd give you $10 and you already play too much video games as it is. Like, I don't want to get you a video game. You already play enough of those. You need like another soccer ball or something. And he like has a really bad night as a result of that. It just, it did not, nothing ended well. I'm like, I'm trying to give you something, but because you don't want exactly what I'm willing to give you. Laura texts me today. I'm like back at work. She's like, hey, Hill is just like hammering me about some, some $120 game. Did you guys talk about this? I'm like, I told him no. He's just trying to backdoor you. No, he cannot have Pokemon Sword and Shield, whatever that is. I don't even know if it's a good game. He doesn't need more video games. And we are spending $120 on this particular game. So the answer was no, entirely. Now he asked for something else. And the answer was like, yeah, of course, of course, you can get that. Because my desire was to bless my boy. It was, he wanted to watch some movie uh, he, he wasn't feeling well today. And so we're like, hey, you can, we'll, we'll rent you a movie and you can watch that because the other kids got to go do an activity. The answer was immediate yes here and an immediate no there. And the reason why I share that story with you is because as a father, like there's certain things that are within the universe of possibilities for my children and other things that are like way out of bounds that they're just not gonna do. And the reason why I share that is because we're continuing tonight the series of influencers if you've been walking with us for any some time, we've been talking about those things that are influencers in our lives. As social media has influencers over buying decisions and speech patterns and branding and everything else that influence us. These are things that are influential in our spiritual life. And tonight, we're talking about prayer. Prayer being an influencer. And in the same way that my kids are asking me for things, we have an opportunity to go to God, our Father, if you are in Christ, who is this is crazy, the creator and sustainer of the universe and that we can be an influencer to God through prayer. That's nuts. There are 8 billion people 
on this earth. And we can influence God through our prayer. That's crazy. Like, who am I? I mean, I know my actions. I know my inner thoughts. And that I would have the audacity to go before God and say, this is my desire. This is my longing. This is my need. But here's the crazy thing. Like, he tells us to. He instructs us to. So much so that I think if you don't, you're not one of his children. It says in the scriptures, Jesus, who says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I am the Father of one. Jesus, God in flesh, walk on the earth to show a reflection of like, this is God. I am God. What you see in me is true of the Father. Your misconceptions of who God is, the, the reality is found in me. He says that he, God sends the rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. You look back at the Old Testament and you've got Hagar, who is not one of the chosen people of God, and yet God goes to her and provides for her so that she gives him a name. She said, you're, you're El Roy. You're the God who sees. All eight billion people, you see me, you know me, you know my needs and you meet them, you care for me. Then he says, Jesus also says, he's like, look, your fathers who are evil, they're sinners, they know how to give good gifts. If they ask you for a fish, you don't give them a snake. If they, if they ask for an egg, you don't give them a stone. And if they who are evil know how to give good gifts, how much more your heavenly father who's perfect is he gonna give you what you need? Jesus says, when you're praying, he says, don't heap up these long, empty phrases like the pagans who are known for just praying and going on and on and on and on. And they think they'll be heard because of their many words. He's like, he says this, your father who's in heaven knows what you need even before you ask. But he wants you to ask. Because then Jesus also, in the Lord's Prayer, says, give us today our daily bread. So there's, there's something going on there. Like my kids, I know they need breakfast. But they don't just sit there at the table indefinitely, like all morning, like, surely he's going to know. Like, we have, we have a dynamic relationship. And, and for breakfast, I mean, literally this morning, Hill, what would you like for breakfast? There's things that are inbounds. He can't have lollipops and bubblegum for breakfast. He can have honey nut Cheerios, pancakes, a waffle, eggs and bacon. So he's like, I'll have honey nut Cheerios. Great. I'm pleased to make that for him. Judd, what would you like for breakfast? Pancakes. Penny, what would you like for breakfast? Chips. No. Those are like live conversations in our house. Those Trader Joe patio chips, have you had these? Oh my goodness. Has anyone had patio chips from Trader Joe's? Sidebar, public service announcement. Here's the flavors, all in one bag. Ketchup, pickles, like something, pickle? Yeah, pickle. Barbecue, did I already say salt and vinegar? Salt and vinegar and potato chips, all in one. You like, it's amazing. Penny wants them for breakfast. She doesn't get them for breakfast. But there's a relationship there. And the reason why this is important is because God didn't just like, a deist believes God made everything, set it in motion, spun the ball, and is just like watching it. Like, oh, this is interesting. Let's watch this unfold. He's not like that. He is transcendent over everything. So he's sovereign over all and yet imminent, which is the theological term for like, he is, he's got you. He knows Caroline. He knows every hair on her head, every cell in her body, every breath she takes, every day that will be ordained for her whole life. He knows when she was born, when she'll die, where she'll spend eternity, everything about her, her innermost thoughts, a word before it leaves her mouth, Psalm 139 says. 
when she gets up, when she lies down. Everything about Caroline. And not only does he know, he's not just like watching like spectator sport, you know, Truman Show, just like watching this. He's interacting with her. Like, hey, I know, you're uniquely made. You have unique um, interests and desires and longings and needs and sorrows and joys and victories and pains and highs and lows. And I want to like interact with you. I'm the God who sees. I'm transcendent. I'm, I'm sovereign over all, but I'm imminent. I'm there with you. I'm not just by your side, I'm on your side. Like I'm walking in this with you. And so he has this relationship with us where he's ordained that he moves through the prayers of his people on like a daily, hourly basis. And he invites us into that so that in Colossians 4.2, he says, pray, continue in prayer steadfastly. So this ongoing prayer. And then he says this, being watchful invites us to watch. Why, why watchful? Because he's gonna move. He's gonna do something. And then it says, with thanksgiving. Like after you see it, thank him for it. So y'all, like uh, probably about 4.30, we've got a team text thread for those of us on staff on the region team. And it's like, hey, I mean, it was dumping, just pouring, lightning, thunder. And we're like, that's not good. I can see in fact that it's not good just by like the audience here. Because people saw, oh, it's raining. I'm not going to region tonight. So we start texting, hey, everyone right now, pray that it would stop raining. Because we don't need another excuse not to come to region. Let's be honest. And so we're like, pray that it would stop raining. That's just going to be miserable. If you're walking in from the parking garage and it's just like coming down. And uh, I screenshotted the forecast. And it's like rain, rain, 60% chance, 60% chance at 6 and at 7. And then screenshotted again. The Lord lifted the rain. And I'm not saying he particularly did it because of our prayers, but maybe he did. And so now we get to thank him. Like, I don't know what all is going on meteorologically as farmers are praying that it rains and we're praying that it's not. Maybe he's got like just a little hole here over 7540 LBJ. Uh, He's got that to sort out. I don't have to. All I need to do is be like, hey, Lord, this, this is not going to be good for everybody walking in tonight at 6.30. So could you, do, could you do something about that? And tonight he did. And I don't know what's going on there, but I can thank him. We prayed, we watched, and now we get to thank him. It's what he invites us to do. There was a time that I was in Trinidad. I can't go into this too long, but I'm going to Trinidad to share the gospel. I get to the uh, customs person She's like, why are you in Trinidad? I've been a believer for like three months. I'm like, oh, I'm here to tell people about Jesus. Well, that doesn't go really well in a Hindu Muslim country. And she was like, really? Who are you with? I was like, oh, the Kanakuk Institute, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I think I'm being helpful. She's like, jotting all this information down. I'm about to like implode this whole like evangelistic mission trip to go share the gospel. She goes, go sit over there. If I don't get through on a phone call, you're back on the next flight to Miami. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, Oh man, one, I think I just did something really bad. Two, uh, not that you should lie to customs agents, but I don't think I did good there. Two, I think I'm like, God, did you really have me fly all the way to Trinidad just to get put on the next flight back to Miami? I'm like, Lord, please let me get through. All of a sudden, that custom agent walks away. Another one that I've never seen before walks to the stage or whatever platform. And it's just me. Everybody else has gone through. And I'm like, uh, and he goes, I was like, oh, dude, I'm getting kicked out. I'm getting bounced, like right here. This is happening. And I walk up, and he's like, passport. I was like, oh, my gosh. He's like confiscating my passport. This is not going to be good. 
welcome to Trinidad. I was like, uh, sir, thank you. The woman before said, and he goes, welcome to Trinidad. I was like, she said that if I didn't, and he said, I suggest you walk through the airport and do what you need to do or something like that. I was like, it was like, these are not the droids you're looking for. I was like, okay. And I legit think I said this little, just simple little prayer, and God's like, no, you're not getting bounced back to Miami. You're getting in. And like I would say, that trip changed the trajectory of my life in walking with the Lord. Way too long of a story to tell. But so here's what I want to say to you, is that we pray because we influence God And as we pray, God's influencing us. He's shaping our desires. We're like saying, hey, I'm taking this to you. Now, there is a, a, as my kids, there's a realm of possibilities for breakfast. There's a realm of possibilities for your life. And he's got that. All the good works prepared in advance, including the suffering that he has ordained that will overflow from Christ to you. There's a universe of possibilities there. But he says in the scriptures, if you ask anything in accordance with my will, it will be done for you. He's a good father. And so he just wants you to ask. And here's the thing. I went to an Indian restaurant recently. You're like, where is this going? Uh, and I've been to an Indian buffet. I love Indian food, like buffet. I don't have to know what the names of this stuff is. I just like get it on my plate, get to try stuff. It's awesome. Well, this time I sat down at a restaurant. There's a menu and I'm looking at it. I'm like, dude, I'm in trouble. The waiter walks up. He's like, um, would you like for me to just bring you a sampling of some of the most popular dishes? I'm like, dude, yes, that's amazing. So what happened in that moment is he knows I've come here because I'm hungry. I need a meal. He knows what's best. I don't know in particular. I'm just like, hey, I need a meal. He's like, I got you. I got something good planned and brings the stuff out. I enjoy it and I give thanks. God in the same way. A lot of times you're gonna pray certain things in our feeble attempt with our limited vision. It's like, God, this, and he's like, I got you, I got you. And so just because it doesn't come to pass exactly as you asked does not mean that he is not answered, which I think, I really think is why he says, be watchful. Because if you are, you're gonna see his fingerprints on everything. Maybe not everything. You're gonna see his fingerprints all over if you're watchful, which will then result in you giving thanksgiving, which will then result in you being influenced. You influence God by your prayer. He's gonna influence you by being like, dude, you're moving. You're doing something. Like I see your fingerprints. I know you're at work. I'm giving you thanks. That engenders me to pray more. I'm gonna give you more prayer. It also influences others. As you're praying to God, you're praying for others. It's not just this like spiritual narcissism all about me, but your prayer should be about others. And so here's something you can do. There's a, there's a book called The Praying Life. I highly recommend it to you, but let me give it away to you. Here's what it is, is that you make these prayer cards that say like family, friends, work, whatever, like give topics, and then you just go through them. And don't write general things like, bless my dad, but like write specifics. And I'll tell you, I've got these prayer cards and I've got them like marked through where God just like brings things to pass. Not exactly as I would have asked, but he has answered. I see his fingerprints. I get to give him thanksgiving, which encourages me to pray more. And so make those cards, write them down. I think it's, I think it like honors God when you pray specific prayers and then be watchful, give thanksgiving because he's always, always working. Jesus, when they condemned him for healing on the Sabbath, 
They're like, what are you doing? You know, there's enough days to heal. You don't have to do it on the Sabbath. And he says, my father is always at work and therefore so am I. Get this. The Lord created heavens and earth the first six days. On the seventh day, he rested. That wasn't for him because he was tired. That was to make a model for us as an ordaining, like it's good for you to rest. From day eight on, in perpetuity, he has labored for the souls of mankind. He's working, he's at work, always at work. And, is, and he's just like, he's a good father looking for his children, those who have trusted in Jesus for the forgiveness of his sins, now adopted into the family. Like, what do you need? What do you need? I'm here. Just invite me in. I'm ready. I'm always at work. I neither sleep nor slumber because he loves you. Continue steadfast in prayer, being watchful with thanksgiving. It's just like reciprocal influence upon God. He influences you all through prayer. Tonight, we are going to hear um, from Jennifer, who's been greatly influenced. She's cried out to God through some really hard pain, and he has brought her healing. He's been her refuge and has transformed her life and has now used the evil committed against her for good, for the saving of many lives. As it says in Genesis 50, 20, Romans 8, 28. And so um, she, part of her story is sexual abuse. She's going to be speaking on behalf of the ministry. Now women's sexual abuse called Courageous Hope. Courageous Hope launches tonight in room 122. You'll hear more about that in the announcements. But Jennifer's going to come forward and share her story. Um, I was sexually abused also. Somewhere in the ages of like three to five, I know, from the neighborhood that I was in. As I like remember back. Um, Statistically, it's one in three for women. For men, one in five. Probably higher in this room. And there's also those who have abused. And I want you to know whether you were abused or whether you were the abuser, God has healing for you. And this is the place where you can find it, not because of regen, but because of Jesus. So everyone, please, welcome to the stage, Jennifer. Jennifer.